Hello, hello, everybody. It is the podcast that keeps on chugging along, even though one of the hosts isn't here. It's Is This What You Want with Matt O'Brien. And usually across from me, I'd say uh, the vivacious, the vibrant, the very much my wife, Julia Ladkowitz. But she is unfortunately out of town right now in Oklahoma. So I am doing this solo styles in a three bedroom house in L.A. County. All by myself. The dog won't even come in the room right now because I think she's like, well, this is a really uh, a sad way for a man to spend an afternoon. But um, rather than give you nothing, I thought I'd give you something. So this is the Oops, Just Matt episode. Uh, This is what you want. Now, I will have uh, snippets of Julia as well later in a second. But in the meantime, you got me, uh, internationally known comedian, Matt O'Brien to uh, tell you what's going on this week. Not unlike previous uh, podcast iterations I've done in the past. I don't know how long you've been following me for, but I used to have a podcast called Rehash. Yeah, where the H in uh, in hash was uh, a hashtag, and I would interview people about their Twitter accounts because back in the day, that was uh, an exciting new thing to do because Twitter just came out and I was like, oh, people are getting uh, famous off of Twitter. How'd they do it? I, I interviewed Vine stars. That's how old that podcast is. And then eventually it devolved into me talking by myself because I, I had a hard time. I don't like reaching out to people, getting guests and stuff like that. Here's the thing with right now is I, I could have gotten a guest host Sure, I could have gotten a guest. I could have gotten anybody, I'm sure. Such short notice. Under 24 hours, because me and Julia didn't realize. Julia and I, I'm so sorry, grammar people. Didn't realize that we didn't uh, record a podcast until late last night. We were both already high, for God's sake. And I know you're, you're, you're probably saying, aren't you sometimes high on this show anyway? You should have done it. Now, there's a certain time of night that kicks in say like after like 5 p.m., even though we're self-employed people, we're still like time to punch out, even though most of the day has been sending the odd email, editing the odd video. And to be honest with you, I just spent an hour in a hammock reading a book. It's called Dark Matter. It's very good, actually. It's a very multiverse thing, which is weird because Julia is reading a multiverse book right now. It's a real hot storyline, multiverses. I think it's an easy... It's an easy pull just to be like, uh, hey, what if you existed in infinitely and you could visit those guys? That's basically the plot of my book. But that's what I'm saying is that uh, our days are odd and 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 self. Our days are very self-employed, but it uh, still after 5 p.m. You're just like, I don't I'm done. The day is over. There's an energy in the world after 5 p.m. And I don't want to. I don't want to go against the grain of that energy. I know this sounds very L.A. of me, where I'm, uh, where I'm like, I don't want to ruin, don't want to ruin the feng shui of society, man. But it's true. There's something about after 5 p.m. where I like, even though I could, we could have recorded, we could have kept working. I just can't do it. I I remember reading 
interviews with like Stephen King and he'd be writing all of his little books like in, until like four in the morning, a night work person. I'm not a night work person, which makes me think I could never be like a, like a night security guard. Or maybe I could because I know friends that have done it and I got news for you by, by what they said. It is doing a lot of nothing throughout the night. So it's kind of the perfect job, really, if you think about it. It's you're if you don't do anything at night anyway, just get paid for it. And, you know, if you're a security guard too, you're not expected to do too much. You're kind of an observe and report. Like anytime there's a bank robbery movie, that poor security guard, he's I mean, he's the first to get tied up and he always looks the same too. He's always like just crunching on a, a couple donuts, getting one of those uh, coffees out of the machines that has, it's like blue and white and red, you know, the cup I'm talking about. And it almost looks like it's from like a Chinese restaurant or something. I don't fully understand those cups. They're very New York for some reason. And, um, and that's what he's doing. And then the, the, you know, the bank robbers and their, in their form fitted suits and their clown masks come in and, and they zip tie the poor little guy, and uh, he survives, but is he traumatized? Is he going back to that job? Who knows? I don't know if I'd go back to a job I just got zip-tied at. I would hope that the boss would give me zip-tie zip time off after I got zip-tied. Here's the thing with doing a podcast solo styles is what I realized is, uh, as I mentioned, the dog, our dog, Shangela, will not come in the room with me. I'm sitting on the couch by myself across from a giant blow-up head of my wife, uh, I'm recording it for video, and uh, as you can see, I have uh, quite a beard going on because I haven't had an audition in a while. I'm going to call it because of the strikes. That's got to be it, right? That's got to be it. That's got to be it. But it could also be things winding down in LA, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let loose. I haven't had a beard in a while. And uh, I feel disgusting. I feel like I just rolled off the back of a a truck and I've just been dragging my face down the side of the freeway. Um, it looks like I just woke up in the shelves of a Home Depot. I, there's something about my beard as I get older. It's getting uh, definitely sharper and there's more grays and it really does look like... Um, I just survived something beard. That's what it looks like. In my early 20s, my beard was a fun young beard. And that was exciting to a lot of people. They're like, look at that fun young beard. There was no grays in it. Uh, It had great body thickness and length. I used to do this thing where I used to put a bunch of Q-tips in it. I remember at at work when I worked at at the Apple store, I put a, we had a bunch of Q-tips for some reason. And I put 28 in my beard. Couldn't get to 30. Talk about jobs where apparently I did nothing at. So I guess maybe I didn't do much there. I did bursts. I'm, I'm, I'm a real burst worker. I can uh, I can work in large bursts. I don't know what, what you call that. I don't work like long lengths, but there's there are bursts. There's like an, an hour a day where if you were to watch me work, you'd be like, that guy's doing it. I think that guy's really going for it. But then cut to the hour after that, and I'm in the hammock reading about multiverses and sipping a hard kombucha, which I was, and which I am right now. I'm drinking uh, a drink 
for the first ever solo Chappy Hour. Happy Chappy Hour, everybody. I didn't want to... This is another reason why I wanted to keep this podcast going today because I, I, if you're like, oh, it's Chappy Hour. How can I celebrate Chappy Hour without hearing about it on this podcast? It's the only happy hour dedicated to the worst robot movie of all time, which Julia has not seen. Oh, that's right, Matt. I still haven't seen it. I'm jiggling around her, her, her cardboard cutout. Unless I'm on a plane and then... And then I need to watch it. That's the rule. That's the rule, Julia. My God, I wish the windows were open and my neighbors could see this. Because I th- think they already think I don't do much. And if they were to see me sitting on a couch with a cardboard cutout of my wife that's not here, recording it with a, uh, with a studio light into a microphone, they'd be like, well, he just murdered her. And he feels bad. I think that's what they would get at. But I'll tell you what I don't feel bad about. This drink. Mm. Let me tell you where this beer came from. I'm drinking a beer. It's a. It's called a Faith Hazy. And it is from Faith American Blue from the Catskills. And this is where this came from. I got a package in the mail the other day. And if you go to my Instagram stories, you can probably still see it there. But the Frasier Instagram account reached out to me. And uh, they were like, hey, what's your address? Uh, first of all, the only uh, Instagram account DM that I will gladly give my address to. Um, I really didn't even check if it was them. I just saw the Frasier logo and the name Frasier, and I immediately gave my address. And it worked because they were like, we're going to send you a little something. Uh, to celebrate the new Frasier that's coming out. And it was this box that, uh, uh, man, I should grab it right now, actually. It was this box that you open, I opened it up. First of all, it had Frasier all over it and uh, on the outside of the box. And I opened it up and it started singing Toss Salad and Scrambled Eggs. And there's all this stuff in there. There was a hat. There's a shirt. There was uh, uh, Boston coffee cakes because the, the show takes place in Boston. This Boston coffee cake company. And then there was these beers, which is uh, Kelsey Grammer's beer. And I know if you're a longtime listener, we've had this beer before, but never delivered to my house. The last time I had this beer, I swiped it from Kelsey Grammer's dressing room. And if you are a brand new listener, you're damn right I did. That's a story that I'll tell for the rest of my life. We went to a live taping of Frasier because our friend is on the cast and got invited back to Kelsey Grammer's dressing room. And he's like, he's like, you got to try my beers. I'm like... If Kelsey Grammer says, try my beers, you try his goddamn beer. And I did. And then I got antsy because we were leaving and I'm, I took a couple for the road. You know what I mean? And uh, so here they are back in my house. It is a, uh, a hazy IPA. It's uh, it's smooth, crisp. It's uh, I don't really know what his beer company is all about. It seems to be very faith based, which uh, to each their own. That's that's fine by me. Um, just don't ask the Jehovah Witnesses. I had a bit of a tiff with the other day. Here's the thing. I I am all in for uh, religion. If you're religious, that's fine. You, you, clearly, you can do what you want. But I'll get Jehovah's in our neighborhood every now and then. And they'll, they'll go door to door. I see them uh, slinking around, you know, with their, they always have a Bible in hand. And, and they're always very dressed up. You can really see them coming from a mile away. Um, they look like they're about to sell you some like precious metals. Like, uh, they're like 
it would almost make more sense if they were like, do you want to invest in gold? Then I'd be like, I'd, maybe, maybe I'd listen. But they came to the door the other day. I saw them coming. Just got back from a run. So I'm all, already, your adrenaline's pumping. I'm sweating. I'm full of testosterone. I'm ready to rip. Um, these Jehovah Witnesses didn't know it was coming. So I saw them approach the door and I, and I was like, let's, why don't I mess around with them a little bit, right? And, and well, I, probably wasn't the nicest thing. But first of all, they're walking onto my porch. So I, you know, they're already walking into the dragon's den. Yeah, um, apparently I'm a dragon of sorts. So they walk up to the porch and and they're like, hi, uh, we're here to tell tell you about the Bible. That was their opening line. And I'm like, first of all, you got to, you got to soften the blow. You can't lead with Bible in the first sentence. And so I look at these Jehovah Witnesses and um, these these two women, and I said, um, I said, oh, okay, but before you go, how are you going to pay me? And they both were like, uh, we don't understand. Why would we pay you money? And this is me jerking around with them. I said, the California law just came into effect last week that, uh, that says uh, solicitors have to pay $250 per ring if they solicit to a house. And let me tell you, they were rattled. They, <laughs> there's so many laws floating around California, California, California. I live in California. There's so many laws floating around these days because one was passed last week or this week where they banned um, like the red dye in certain candies. So this one, Maybe is not that far off. Maybe it, it got tied in with the candy one and no one noticed. So I said, uh, it's $250. So you just rung me for $250. I accept cash, credit, you name it, Venmo. And they were like, well, well, we can't pay you. We absolutely can't pay you. Uh, we're not going to pay you. And I'm like, well, I can't listen to you tell, tell me about the Bible then. And then she's like, well, we're definitely going to pay you. And I said, well, it's law. It isn't, but in this scenario, sure, it is. And here's what she said. I, was, I said, are you above California law? And she said, absolutely. The Bible is above all laws. And that kind of scared me. I was like, well, this woman, she could probably do anything she wants right now. Thank God she's religious because she could have shivved me or something. I don't know. It was a bit jarring. But uh, bottom line, the Jehovah's did not pay me. I have a feeling they're probably not coming back to this house. I saw her make note of my house number, jot it down. And so that's one way to get rid of a Jehovah witness, I think, is uh, ask them to pay you. I did talk to a friend and they said another good way is to say, oh, I can't, I'm, I can't join again because I've been excommunicated from the church. And I guess they ask no question, but I was going to do that one, but I was like, what if they we're like, oh, we'll get you back. We'll do everything. Because in in their view, I've already been in the church. So why, it's it's a, a slippery slope, I suppose. Just like a slippery slope into this delicious Kelsey Grammer beer that I'm drinking. Mm. Nothing better than a guy podcasting by himself, drinking a beer by himself with no dog. You hear that, Shange? I don't know what she's doing. As I, I think I was going to get into this, but there is something very unsavory about a man podcasting by himself. Every time I see clips online 
it's always a guy that's talking about like border control or vaccinations or something. It's 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 dicey. It's dicey to be especially a straight white guy podcasting by yourself. Um there's not much to uh but I mean you keep definitely keep listening because why I'm 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 going to keep this entertaining for you. First of all, drove Julia to the air, airport this morning. She's in Oklahoma doing shows. Uh, nice 6 a.m. drive to the airport. Took us an hour and a half. No big deal. I'm a good husband. It's weird what happens to me when Julia is out of town. She's out of town for three days. And as I'm driving back, after I dropped her off, my immediate brain was like, you're going to eat a can of beans for lunch. What is that? What the hell? Is, how is that the most exciting thing that my brain can come up with? Because she judges me when I eat cans of beans. And I could do it any time, but there's something about, you know, being home alone. And I'm like, well, I just, uh, I'm left to my own devices and looks like I'm going to eat beans and watch cartoons. And that's what I did. I definitely did that. Also, ground beef comes to mind too. Because Julia is, uh, I love ground beef. There's something about, we've, we've been doing ground turkey lately and it just doesn't have the same, the same kick as ground beef. When you get like a, like a nice hot ground beef and you put it in like some craft dinner or something. It's, it's, it's a special thing. That's special. We used to call it craft dinner surprise. Um, growing up, the surprise is meat. It's not a huge surprise. It's not like it's hidden or anything, but you're just like, this has everything. It's got cheese. It's got noodles. It's got ground beef. It's basically like a burger that you scoop up with a fork and then you're putting ketchup on it, and you're like, oh, God. Oh, my God, could I eat that right now? In my single days, I would eat that a lot. And it's a real sad man meal. I mean, people are having girl dinner lately. I'm having sad, sad, alone man lunch. Lone man lunch. That's what I'm having. And it's a lot of ground beef. And I always think, I'm like, finally, I get to do what I want. And... Turns out I do what I want when Julia's around. And I think that's a sign of a good relationship. The only thing that changes is the amount of ground beef I eat and the amount of samurai movies I watch. Um, she's not usually into that. I, 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 I might watch a horror movie or something. Um, but also I notice I do talk to the dog a lot. Like full conversation dog talking. Like I, I will tell her that she's very pretty. Even though she's not in the room right now, um, I'll just look at her and, and tell her what I'm thinking, uh, you know, just about the day, if it's going to be warm or, you know, if uh, if the gardeners are going to come tomorrow and what time. And that's what made me realize when you see, I feel like there's a lot of movies out there with a man, you know, by himself and he reluctantly takes on a dog and... And then he falls in love with the dog. The, the dog is becomes his best friend and he starts talking openly to it. It's kind of like Tom Hanks in Castaway when he started talking to that ball Wilson. If it didn't have the face, would he still talk to it? Because it had his bloody handprint on it and then he made it a face. That would be more disturbing if it didn't have at least some kind of face to it. It would be way more disturbing if it had like a butt or something too. You're like, what? Yeah, what's going on here? Mm. Sorry, that's the Kelsey Grammer beer talking. Um, 
I have been having full conversations with the dog. It's uh, it's quite something. To give you updates about the neighborhood, um, my neighbors across the way, or well, next door, have been uh, smashing pieces of wood out of their house. Do you ever see, uh, you ever have a neighbor do that? And you're like, what? Are you tearing it down? They're just ripping pieces of wood out of their house and then storing it on the next to the curb. And it's it's a bit jarring because uh, are you preparing for something big? Are you ripping down something that should have never been? Why is it so loud? Tried to take a nap, couldn't because they were ripping boards out of their house. And I would never, I would never be like in the middle of the day, be like, can you keep it down? I'm trying to nap. Because again, if they were, if they were to observe my life today, they'd be like, this guy's got it going on. He's, he's living. He's, I mean, I worked out, sure. But other than that, it's been pretty easy peasy. My shows are this weekend. So this is kind of just like an off day. I just don't, uh, just been talking to the dog. A neighbor across the way has a giant skeleton. And if you know me from Instagram, there's a lot of talk about me and, and Halloween skeletons. I had, I had a video that is currently, I don't want to say, it sounds cheesy when you say something going viral. I don't know what viral means. I feel like viral means over a million. This has like over 300,000 views. And it's about how I don't want people to fuck my skeleton ornament which i don't have but it's it's just a parody of it but it's based on the neighbor across the way has a giant jack skellington it's like i gotta say it's like 10 feet tall 15 feet tall. it's enormous you can see it through over the houses it's it takes over the the horizon there's we have a beautiful horizon of like mountains here and you kind of can't enjoy it because there's a big Jack Skellington head right in the middle of it. And first of all, I don't know how he, it stays up. I don't know how much he paid for it. My neighbor, Anthony, uh, thinks that he paid anywhere between 500 to to $1,000 for it just to be a big looming skeleton outside of your house. And then the storage also is mind boggling because you take that thing apart and it's still the size of like a Volkswagen Beetle. It's, it's, you pack it in as tight as you can and that thing's not fitting in any closet. You gotta have a special shed for it, I think. And who's got the time and the money for that? I'll tell you what I do have the time and the money for. Um, two segments. Is that all I've been talking about? Man, solo podcasting is, it's a its a tough go. Well, there's a new segment here that I'm gonna, I, I post on Instagram. I said, send in your questions and I'll answer them on air. And uh, and uh, I got a couple and I'm gonna, I'm gonna plow through them right now. So this is, uh, these are some questions I got from uh, Instagram. Um, I hope I get this name right. Rosuhale, Rosuhale from Instagram. Two questions, two bangers. He's getting greedy with it. He said, if COVID got bad again, would you isolate with Julia's parents again? And absolutely. Everyone that knows me knows that I, me and Julia went back to Canada for the beginning of the pandemic. 
We got freaked out. Our place got mold. We had to drive back to Canada, 45 hours. We isolated. Then we went back to her parents' place and we were like, oh, we'll be, we'll just stay here for a couple of weeks. We stayed there for a few months and everyone's like, oh, that must've been miserable. And it was great. I <laughs> I have no complaints. They have this big, beautiful house in old Ottawa South. And uh, there's enough space where, you know, four people can live comfortably. And guess what? They wanted to have beautiful dinners like every night. Like I'm talking candle lit at a table dinners, which I felt very grateful to have. And also getting to know them more, more well. That's what I was about to say. And Ottawa is beautiful in the summer. And that's when we were there for the most of it. And it's, it was just, it was a nice time. So I, do I want to? I don't. I like having my own space. I, I remember uh, me and her dad got in a bit of a tiff because he, uh, I don't, I wasn't like vacuuming correctly <laughs> one time. I thought I'd be nice and like, I'm like, I'm going to vacuum. I'm going to do all the vacuum. I'm going to get it up. I did something wrong. I don't remember what it was exactly. But then I was like, I just, something clicked in me. A couple months in, I was like, I just want to vacuum my own place. It's the small things that you appreciate when you have your own place. When you're like vacuuming your own place, you're like, this is all my dust. I, uh, no one's observing me. That's good. This is, and I get it. It was, it's his place. It's their place. They paid for it. They don't want some mustached ding dong idiot fucking up their rugs. So I get it. But short answer. Yes, I would. Uh, his second question, what movie are you going to watch first and will you have Taco Bell with it? Oh my God, this is a throwback to the last time Julia was out of town. I watched um, Tombstone? Yes. No? Yes. I watched Tombstone. Yes, the old Western, and I did have Taco Bell with it, and it made me feel so sick because I never get Taco Bell. I'm like, I'm going to have a real scum, scum boy evening. A scum, scum boy dinner is what I had, and I took an edible, and I got some Taco Bell. It's like a Crunchwrap Supreme or something and a, and a Gordita Crunch, and I ate it, and I was really enjoying the movie, but then the Taco Bell made me feel so sick. It felt like I ate a bunch of termites. Something in my guts was not agreeing with it. And I already have like pretty sensitive guts and whatever's going on, talk about ground beef. I don't, that's definitely not ground beef. That is absolutely some sort of lab. It's just um, like greasy little nubs that they mash and they put f like coloring to. It's it's not natural, whatever they're doing there. Um, I will not do Taco Bell, but I think I might get some sort of a pad thai tonight and watch uh and watch a, a, you know probably a samurai movie or a horror movie. I am watching uh, um what are those anime movies? Like it's uh uh I watched Uncle Howl's Kitchen Castle. What the fuck was it? Studio Ghibli? Yeah, those guys. Um I might watch one of those. Those are a fun little like cute little uh, uh, solo thing to do when you're by yourself and you're a little high. You watch a Studio Ghibli kind of animation. Um, might watch one of those. Playing a lot of Cyberpunk 2077. The download, the uh, DLC just came up for that, so I, I like playing that. That's a fun little game to play. 
That's what I'm going to do. No Taco Bell, though. Thank God. Uh, our good friend Dan Duvall, who's actually with my wife right now. Get your hands off of my wife, Duvall. He's fine. He's great. Uh, he's one of our dear friends, and he's uh, featuring for her in Oklahoma. Uh, he said, would you consider me a son? Mm. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes uh, sometimes he has a very son quality to him. He's a curious little guy. Little, he's not little. He's regular sized person. But And I do uh, take pride in him as well. I'm very proud of his little accomplishments. He he ran a marathon, and both me and Julia were like, oh, good for Dan. Like, we were following his whole marathon. We're like, oh, good for our boy. Our boy's getting exercise. But I'm just glad when my boy Dan gets some exercise. Um, or, or he says, would you consider me more um, like a dad or a brother? A brother? Uh, yeah, I have a half-brother, but I don't have a lot of experience having a brother. So, But I could see Dan... Definitely not dad. He's, he has too many tattoos to be a dad. He's very ta- he's very tattooed, and he's uh, he's very hip and fit, and that's not how I picture a dad. But a cool brother, I think, absolutely. He's got brother vibes. Um, maybe someday we'll wrestle on an old couch in a wood-paneled basement someday, like brothers do, or what brothers did in the 80s, I assumed. Uh, Danny A. Pachico, Danny A. Pachico asked an, asked a question here. He says, what's been your most fulfilling moment as a comedian? Wow, this is serious. What's been your most fulfilling moment as a comedian? I mean, I, yi, yi, Getting booked at the Just for Laughs Festival the first time was very nice. Uh, that was, it's validating. It's, the, the first time you book something as a comedian that you're not asking for, well, I was asking for it. I was auditioning for it for many years, but to actually get the thumbs up from from as cheesy as it sounds, like industry people, like people that obviously watch a lot of comedy, so like getting into the Just for Last Festival was uh, a huge deal for me. I remember when I got the call for my first Just for Last Festival, I was like, "You should cry now." I mentally thought th- that I was like, "You should cry." You should cry. You should try it because this is a very happy moment, and I just couldn't. I I I was too focused. I was like, "Here's the problem with being a comedian and a bit of a workaholic." Is I booked the Just for Last Festival, and then my first thought was, "Great, I'm going there this year. How do I come back next year?" And that's not a healthy way to think of that. I think you should just enjoy the moment. Or I should have tried. Uh, I did very much enjoy it, but that was one of the most fulfilling things because it's the biggest, it's, as a Canadian especially, it's like you're really striving towards that. And even Americans too. A lot of Americans down here, they're like, I can't believe you've been back multiple times to JFL. They didn't even know that was a possibility. And yeah, I've been back six or so times and it's uh, it was a great, great little moment for old Matty Poo Poo Pants. Um Another question coming down the pipe. Where did you get the couch and did it come did it come with Julia's face attached or was that extra? The couch is from Wayfair. It took a while to come in and it's not even that great. It's a couch that I know a lot of people have. Uh, I saw uh, comedian Jenny Zagrino post that she has this couch as well. 
I, there's something about it. I think the price was right, and it folds down into a very uncomfortable bed. One of those fold-down couches where the bars are in the absolute wrong places, where you, you're like, oh, I'm going to sleep, and oh, it feels like there's a broom absolutely just destroying my spine. That's the kind of couch we have. And uh, the the Julius face is uh, free. It can go anywhere it wants, but it's uh, it's where she should be in during this podcast, and and it's where she will be for the rest of the weekend until she comes home. Uh, imagine she comes home and I am wearing her giant face and acting like her and wearing her clothes. I think it'd probably be, if she was gone for a month, I think I might be there for real. I think I would miss her that much. Speaking of missing my wife, uh, Julia Comedy, who is my wife, also asked a question. She said, can your wife smash other dudes while she's in Oklahoma? I don't know smashing. Uh, that sounds a bit aggressive, but if the moment comes and I mean, come then just text me before or don't, I don't know. We would, we have talked about opening things, but it's, I think we're both too scared. (laughs) We're also both nerds, but you know what? Uh, Dan Duvall is going to be with her. If he approves, then I approve because he's my bro, bro. He's my tattooed little bro that runs marathons. Um, and I don't know what types of men are in Oklahoma. No offense if you're in Oklahoma, but I've been a couple times and it, you know, we'll see. I just don't want her to, you know, use protection. I think is we don't need a little Oklahoma baby running around the house. I don't know. Uh, I don't think we call it anything else other than that. Once it starts running around the house, like Julia has a baby, and we're like, well, it's a little Oklahoma baby. It's wearing what? How are you picturing an Oklahoma baby? Probably little uh, denim, you know, overalls. He's running around, trap door open, getting into pickles. He's finding little, I don't know what they do in Oklahoma. It's very farm based, I think. I could be wrong, but that's the type of people they're. It's almost like a, like if you can handle this, then you can go to Texas. That's what I feel Oklahoma is. Mm. It's like Oklahoma. It's like Texas starter kit. You try that out, and then you you go to the big leagues, and that's Texas. Uh, so have at it, Julia Comedy. I probably won't do the same because I'm probably just gonna be watching anime and eating pad thai. It's pretty much the same as smashing a guy in. Oklahoma, Gene will fix it in post. I, I've, I've seen this person post on, uh, uh, been a great follower many, many, many years. And I just realized that uh, they're likely in the industry because fix it in post is a very industry term. I wonder, do you wish Julia's head was as big as that cutout on the couch? Um, some days, yes. I think it'd be very... I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun to have a wife with just the biggest face. Be great. I do like kissing her face. And imagine I had more face to kiss. Ooh, I am such a nerd. Oh, I'm all by myself right now. One more question. Um, What celeb do you look like most without your mustache or beard? Two celebrities I've gotten when I shave, especially... I get Paul McCartney. I don't know if you can see that. If you're looking at a picture of me or you're watching 
if I post this as a clip, maybe I can do a side-by-side. And I've gotten Hugh Grant. And I think it's because we have kind of like, there's like something in the eyes. I don't know. We also have tiny mouths. Um, look at look at the mouths of of those two men. And I I have a very tiny mouth. My dentist told me I have a tiny mouth. Actually, she was working on me, and she went for your size. You have a very tiny mouth. And that's when I started growing facial hair because the mustache kind of hides the tininess of my mouth. So that's the origin story of. Of my that would be my Marvel origin story of my mustache is uh, a dentist telling me I have a tiny mouth. Um, those are the two I've gotten. Amanda Clapham asked that question. Clapham, if you got him, uh, a soap star, superstar, movie star, television star from the UK, who's a good friend of ours, who uh, recently slept on this couch. If you can believe it or not, she spent a weekend at our place because we were we were going to the beach. And then the next day we're going to a pool party and we're like, listen, let's just come because she doesn't have a car. So it's like, just stay here, whatever. And then we'll hang out. And we watched the Barbie movie. It was great. I was way too high, but I really enjoyed it. It was great. Um, the colors are very comforting and the messages are good. Uh, it was it was great. Uh, we're going to end this solo podcast with uh, our two last segments. Let's uh, Let's throw to Julia for something nice that happened this week. She's recording this. In her hotel in Oklahoma right now, it's warm and fuzzy, everybody. Hello, everybody. It is me, Julia Ladkowitz, reporting to you live from McAllister, Oklahoma. I do feel like I am uh, I'm Martin Short in Only Murders in the Building because all the time he's just recording something into his telephone. I'm like, is that really how they do it in podcasts? And I'm like, no, it's not. But guess what? I'm, I'm him. I am Short. I am Martin. I'm Steve. I am Martin. I am Selena Gomez. Anyway... Like I said, I'm I'm on this uh, little gig with my friend Dan Duval. They let me bring my own feature, so I'm like, let me bring Dan. And I was just thinking, this past week, I'm like, I've been hanging out with two friends, Dan and my friend Amanda, who are friends that I just met ser- serendipitously. Is that a word? You know, when you just like meet when you're like in. It was a meeting where, like, imagine I never met this person. Like, with Dan, I was performing at the Calgary Yuck Yucks. I was headlining. He wasn't even on the show. He just came with a friend, saw me, and was like, you're amazing. You're awesome. And then we became fast friends. And then with Amanda, she saw me performing at a Filipino restaurant because she was seeing her friend Katie Norris, who was in from the UK. And then we became friends from that. So last weekend... We hung out with my friend Amanda and just had the, like, she spent the night. We had, like, a little sleepover, and it was just, like, the most beautiful, magical weekend. I'm like, what a fucking friendship I have developed. And making friends in your 30s is so special. And then, especially, and then with Dan, we were driving from Tulsa, because we had to land in Tulsa, and then drive to McAllister two hours. And we're just driving, and he's like, oh, my God, we're both in Oklahoma. Isn't it crazy? That, like, what if we had never met that night in Calgary? Now, we just, like, randomly met in Calgary. Now we're in Oklahoma doing some weird gig. It's just, it's nice. So even though I'm in a pee-pee room and there's a TV ripped out of the wall 
and there's doors that don't lock and there's TVs on. Yeah, every TV in the room is on. Also, I came into this room, TV was on, and it's just, it's like, it's this like murder show, like a literal murderer that's like a local murderer. They're like, he could be under the bed. It's just on my TV. And I'm like, why? I don't need this. But yeah, but it isn't warm and fuzzy. And uh, I'm excited for this weekend to perform with a good friend of mine. And uh, I'm excited to go back to LA and uh, where I have, I just have a nice community of good friends and it's friends are nice. Friends are good. Friends are nice. Friends make you feel like ice, like ice. They make you feel cold. So you put a sweater on and then you're not cold. You're warm. Listen, I haven't been doing drugs okay matt's probably gonna edit a little part of this out because he's gonna be like what is julia talking about but um no i'm just uh alone and scared in a hotel room okay well i'm gonna go now i love you all good night and talk to you soon bye-bye hey that's great julia thank you very much for that (laughs) that sounds real real nice oh what's my warm and fuzzy um, oh boy, I definitely should have researched this more, but there was a woman that posted on my Instagram, uh, that she and her daughter, I posted this dumb garbage man video on my Instagram that, uh, basically it's like, he's, I, please ignore all my Kirkland cauliflower pizza boxes. And it's a dumb song I made. And I, I'm, I'm like, I really want to make parody songs, but I'm I'm kind of self-conscious about it. And I was like, I'm taking a big swing here, and this is kind of out of, my, out of my comfort zone. But she was like, me and my daughter listen to this song all the time. We even sing it in the car and duet and harmonize with it so much that my son hates it. He wants to roll out of the van. That's how much he hates it. And I just, it made me feel really nice because when I make these little videos, I I know I've said this for years, but I'm like, I don't assume it's going to be popular does that make any sense i i do it for the love of doing it and then the fact that people enjoy it is just an extra to me and i like i really want people to enjoy it but if they enjoy it to a level where they're actually remembering it memor like singing it in their off time that just is so nice that is so nice and it made me realize i'm like whatever happens in my career the fact that i can even say this once is a an absolute gift so i really wish i looked up your username to tell you thank you podcast styles i did thank you on instagram but that did make me feel very warm and fuzzy and also r.i.p to your son for having to hear that garbage man song that i made in one afternoon it wasn't very thought out, but uh, it, it 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 worked out. So thank you very much for that. And and let's move on to our our last segment of the podcast. God, I've really filled a full podcast. You can't say I didn't deliver with this episode. Whether or not you're you got much from this, you you gotta respect the hustle, the fact that. We had no podcast, and now we have a full one. I'm looking at it turn over to 40 minutes. Holy. I've been here for 40 minutes. This is next level. I'll tell you what's next level. Our final uh, segment. It's something stupid that happened this week. It's called, that was well, that was stupid. 
And Julie is going to go first. What's something stupid that happened to you this week, Julia? Well, well that, that was, was stupid. stupid. Okay. So I'm currently in my hotel in McAllister, Oklahoma. And let me tell you, it's a little bit stupid. So when we checked in, I'm with my, my friend Dan. We checked in and I was like, hi, I'm here for blah, blah, blah. And she's like, we don't have that reservation on file. I'm like, oh, that's funny because I just confirmed with the guy yesterday that, you know, everything would be ready to go. And she's like, no, I don't have anything here. So I'm like, okay, that's good. And keep in mind, it was about like 10 p.m. here. I'm like, fiddly dee, this is scary. So she ends up booking us anyway. She's like, I know that he usually books the comics here. So let me go ahead and do it. But I just have to like message my manager and figure this out. So I'm emailing the guy. She's messaging her manager. She finds us rooms. Bless her heart. So she checks me into my room. I get my key. I go into it. The door's open. The door is already open. I'm like, huh. So I, I open the door and the TV's on. I'm like, okay, there's a murder man in here. And turns out there's no murder man. But then I shut the door again from the outside. And then I try to get in again. And it still opens. Like it just, the door's not locked. I'm like, well, I can't stay in this room. The door doesn't lock. I will get murdered in the night. So I go back downstairs. I'm like, hi, sorry. Uh, the door doesn't lock. She's like, did you try jiggling the handle? I'm like, of course I did. And she's like, the TVs are always on. I'm like, okay, good to know. She's like, I'll give you another room. So she gives me another room and she's like, it's on the third floor, but we're doing construction up there and the hallways don't look great. I'm like, that's fine. I don't care. Third floor sounds great. So I go to the third floor. I walk in, smells like piss. Smells like a hot piss. Smells like just like a musty, moldy kind of room. And there's just like a big wet stain on the carpet. A wet stain. And what do I do? I rub my little hand in it because I'm like, yep, that's definitely wet. And I smell it. Ooh, definitely stinks. Definitely stinks. <coughs> oh, I'm just gagging just thinking about it. So I'm like, okay. And then I get my friend Dan to come up. I'm like, am I crazy? Like, does this not stink? He's like, it does stink. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's piss, but you know, you're not out of line if you ask for another room. So then I go back down. I'm like, can I have another room? And she's being so nice, but I can tell she's like, fuck this bitch. It's like that Southern hospitality. I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. That's fine. Okay. Mm -hmm." No, she's pissed. So she gives me another room on the third floor. And guess what? It's fine. It's fine. Still a bit of a wet mark on the floor. I don't know if it's a wet fact they use. It doesn't smell great. And in the bathroom, there's just a tiny TV that's been ripped out of the wall. It's a very confusing place. And you know what? It's stupid. It's all just pretty stupid. So that's my, uh, well, that was stupid. And I'm scared to, I'm scared to walk on the carpet. I have to pee after this before I go to bed. And uh, I don't want to leave the bed. I don't want to leave the bed. Well, I'm glad that didn't happen to me. Oh, or maybe it did. I don't really know what her, that was stupid uh, is yet. She said she's recording it. I think she mentioned it. Either way, I'm sure it was very stupid. Uh, my, what's something stupid happened this week? This week? Well, here's it's it's a very minor one and a total first world problem. But I upgraded my phone to the 15 iPhone 15 this this week, and they they have uh, foregone forgoed the uh, thunder thunderbolt cable thunder 
Thunder cable? The old charging cable that they used to use. Wow, I used to work for Apple. I don't even know the names of these things. So everything's going USB-C. USB-C is the new cable, the new charging cable, the new port. So I have been in the process of changing all that over. And it's stupid. It's stupid until it's not. And I'm because I'm looking at other things I have around the house. Like we have a Theragun, uh, like massager. And I'm looking at that. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's USB-C. And then um, this microphone I'm using right now, which is you're probably noticing the podcast sounds different. This is the microphone we use for uh, voiceover auditions, which I never book. But I have a good microphone just in case because I like to go hard and try my best. I'm a good boy. And this, I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, that's USB-C too. USB-C is truly taking over. It has been for a bit, but when it's part of your phone and you're just like looking at all your charging cables, like when I'm trying to charge it at night, I'm like, oh, it's not the right cable. And I ordered some from, from Amazon. They're coming in tomorrow. Some are coming in today. Changing them all over. I remember doing that with the old iPhone. Remember the big wide one that clicked in? It was just bulbous and huge. And, and you're like, well, that's, that's all we knew. And then it switched to the other one, the little guy. And now it's switching to a littler, rounder guy. It's, it's dumb. And they force us to do it. That's the thing. It's, uh, it's, it's stupid. That's, that's the stupid thing that's happening this week. Uh, but that is the extent of it. I so much appreciate you listening to this. And I'm going to take my Kelsey Grammer beer. I'm going to enjoy it with the dog wherever she is. I hope she's, um, oh, it's dinner time for the dog. Going to give her her brain pill because we give her some anti-anxiety pills. And then uh, explore my options for the evening. This was my big plan for the day. And I'm so glad that you got to be a part of it. Thank you so much for listening. And next week, I promise there'll be a second person here that is not a giant cardboard cutout. And thank you so much again. See you next week, everyone. Happy Chappy Hour. Shalala la 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 la